It is our real privilege this morning to have with us one of the children of Vladimir Glukovsky, Anatoly. Anatoly is the president of UETS. He's also the pastor of the Reconciliation Church in Kiev, Ukraine, as well as an international deputy director for the Eurasia region of the Lausanne movement. Anatoly is a longtime friend of College Park Church. He's been here on a number of occasions over the past 11 or so years, and it's great to have you back. Welcome to College Park Church, Anatoly. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you, sir. Thank you. God bless you, sir. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, it is so good to have you and to know that you are our eternal Father. You are with us and we are with you here on earth. And you have prepared through your Son, Jesus Christ, an eternity for each one of us who confess you and believe in you and live with you. Lord, I'm so grateful to stay in the midst of this congregation in this new sanctuary of College Park Church. Lord, my heart and my spirit is just rejoicing what you're doing through the leadership of this church, senior executive, what you're doing through each volunteer, each member of this church. Lord, and I do believe that your blessings will continue to be present among these people when they're reaching their own and when they are going to the end of the earth in order to see your kingdom growing. Lord, and I believe that your kingdom will come in a more powerful way, Lord, in the life of each one of us. And help us continue to serve you while we are supporting and encouraging each other. I ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Today is the third week of a special emphasis on a global mission. And thanks to Internet, I was able to listen to the message preached by Pastor Nate based on Romans 10. How can they be saved? And of course, on Pastor Mark's message based on Revelation 20, reach them before it's too late. And this morning, I would like us to... Uh, pay attention on Luke chapter 10 and few other passages that really helps us uh, to see even bigger picture. And I hope we will see through the eyes of the Lord of the harvest when nations are serving together and generations are supportive tool and very important part of understanding. Then when several generations are serving the Lord together, it is a great power and it is a great strength. I am privileged to see during my life what God has done in the life of my father and many, many spiritual fathers and leaders back in Ukraine in a former Soviet Union. Thousands of them never came back from prisons. Thousands of them were in prisons and they came through the very difficult part. And we, as young kids, we were amazed to see how faithful they are 
are, how strong they are in their faith, and they are not afraid of a persecution. A famous saying of my father, Anatole, don't be afraid. You will not die twice. You know, and that sounds encouraging very much. You know, that, you know, it's only once that you will die. So what's the big deal, you know, how you will die? Uh, but the most important is that, you know, you know that you live in Christ. And in Christ you die, and you will be with Him forever. And of course, you know, now our generation, a bit younger generation, and we can compare it, you know, generation of Moses and generation of Joshua. And we also read in the Bible, you know, the generation of Joshua also heard quite a lot what God has done through the days of Moses. But they also seen a bit what God has done during the day of Joshua. But then came a third generation, as that's a concern for our nation, for our churches. And I'm here just to encourage you, please keep praying for us. Keep doing what you are doing and pray for our part of the world that we will have no gap in generations who sees God on a move. And that we really together as fathers, I don't know how many fathers are here. Raise your hand. How many grandfathers? Raise another hand. How many grandfathers? I'm not yet there. But I'm sure there are some also grandfathers. And can you imagine what a blessing to see these generations serving the Lord together? Yesterday morning was a great seminar here on how to reach Muslims. And one of the difficult questions that was raised or asked, what do you mean about community? Why community is a weak point? And um, I am part of that discussion because for me it's true. Each country, each nation can lose sense of community when the devil is uh, capable to build Berlin Wall or Iron Wall, how it was in the Soviet time, between generations. Bible is very clear by telling that woe to those children that are growing up without fathers and grandfathers. It is a biblical truth, and really we would like to keep close to that biblical truth. And you know, as Ukrainian Evangelical Theological Seminary, we really would like to be part, part of this new generation of younger leaders who will see God on a move, and we will continue to do this together. So please, please pray for us and stay in touch with us as much as you could in, in order to see God building His church and God building His church and His kingdom through generations and it's mean through each one of you because the best thing enemy could do is to destroy the family and the family of believers family of leaders. That's why our pastors, they need so much prayer. That's uh, our government leaders, they need so much prayer because it is so important again for us uh, to be covered. I mean to be covered by God's grace in order to live this life and to see a fruit, a fruit that is eternal in lives of our children, our grandchildren. My dad said such a phrase that really touched my heart very much. Young people need to learn how to stay strong in faith. 
And when some people ask me, do you really believe that, you know, seminary ministry is that important? It is my first answer. Because together with the church and in a church environment, again, we can help young people to learn to stay strong in faith. Really to check every step of your life with the word of God. And what is the most important, as we heard from Jeremiah 1 for 5, God said, I appointed you. And God is telling this to each one of us when we are praying, God, what is your will for my life? God, what have you prepared for my life? God said, I am, because I created you. I appointed you. I appointed you as a prophet. And that's where challenge begins. And not only as a prophet, but as a prophet to the nations. God said, I have a long-term plans for you. I really want you to serve me. And it is so good when we look on our children, when we look on our grandchildren, and they said, hey, here is a little prophet. Here is a little prophetess. Here is a little servant. And maybe... Some of you never prayed over your children or great children. Lord, help them to be a prophet. We say, well, it's the Old Testament, you know. The life has passed already. But we know how prophetic, how strategic is the ministry of each one of us. Because God's word is a prophetic word. And this word has to be taken to each family, to each country, to each city, to each nation, and to each generation. And each generation has to understand that Jesus is the Lord and He is the Savior and He wants us to stay as community. He wants us to stay as a family. And we don't need to take the word lightly. Today, for many people, family does not mean much. We in Ukraine wants to be part of European Union. And at the same time, we are scared because family issues, family core values are not so much popular anymore. And people don't want to speak about family. And that's a division. That's a division that enemy brings into people's life. And there is a whole system. I don't know about your country. I know more how it was during the Soviet time and now. But even in my childhood, the whole Soviet system. And I heard this word during the break. One of your brothers came to me and he said, I learned about your sistema, about your structure, about your system. And our structure was against the family. Because I said family belongs to the government against children because children belong not to the family but to the government. And that system was trying to divide, divide families. You know, when I was going to the school, I kept hearing from my teachers, you know, Anatole, you know, now you are nobody. And when you will grow up, you also will be nobody because you do not belong to the Communist Party. You are not an atheist. You believe in God. But, you know, strange enough, I come home, I'm discouraged. Of course, you know, it's easy to talk to your friends. They said, well, you know, do something with that. I come home and my, my father tells me, sit down, please. I want to tell you something. I want to tell you that you are nobody. I said, the same message even at home. <laughs> and he said, yes, I want you to understand that without God, our life is worthless. Without God, there is no future. Without God, there is no eternity.
And it is so good when we have our physical or our spiritual fathers who really could take time and could say, hey, even you are our own because we are sending and we are talking. And that's why it is so radical. We want you to know that God has a plan for you. In instruction to his disciples, Luke chapter 2, 12, Jesus is making a clear statement that there are so many who are spiritually dead. He said, the harvest is so great. The harvest is so great. And as a Christians, you know, we sometimes absorb this word idea, worldly idea of greatness. You know, it is easy also for us as a parents to dream. I want my son, I want my daughter really to be great. I want, you know, them to have best education. And it is absolutely true. I don't want to be sick. And this is our always daily prayer. I don't want him to feel hungry only during the days when we are fasting and praying together. That's when they need to feel hungry because, again, they know that they take time to be with the Lord. But the greatness of this world is not what God is teaching us and God is telling us and he said I want to see my greatness among my people and if my people see that through my eyes then for sure they will bring fruit fruit that has eternal values there is a story of two brothers uh, talking with each other about their goals in life as they were standing together in a church one brother said that he wanted to be rich and famous. The second brother said that his goal was to follow Jesus Christ and fully serve Jesus and others. He reached his goal, and his name was David Livingstone. The great medical missionary to Africa. The first brother went on to be rich, but his greatness came from someone else. The words on the tombstone over his grave read, Here lies the brother of David, Livingstone. Greatness. The harvest is so great, and God really wants to see those people who are doing this together. This morning, we've seen such a beautiful picture of those who have a burden to go to many places, and some of them are really dangerous and not easy to serve the Lord, and other people who are standing behind them and telling, we are praying for them. For me, again, it is a picture of generations. It is a picture of teams of people walking together in order to see, to see that work. You know, I, I don't know what great my father has done. I know that I will do nothing great in order for my children to follow the Lord, in order for my children to serve the Lord, in order for my children really to feel and to experience, you know, that they, that they have some security in their lives. 
Because we know that everything starts with repentance. Repentance that leads to salvation. I like the simple and powerful way Pastor Nate has described salvation as deliverance from a danger. It is true that a person without Christ is in danger. And again, how you can protect your child? What can you do? And my father, by God's grace, he is still alive, but he never gave me any magic formula. He never told me anything. If you would do that, your children will see even more miracles. Your children will see even more grace of God upon your life. Uh, But he told me, and he taught me that intercession for our children is very powerful when our children together with us serve the Lord of the harvest. And for me, that is fair enough. And for me, that's probably what each one of us, we can do. We can make our children as part of our history, as part of our journey, as part of our movement. And John 3.16, for me, has a very clear picture when father and son, they are in agreement. For God so loved the world that he has sent his only son. Again, it sounds very and very Radical. When the Lord has asked us to pray for more laborers, He has our families in His mind. God has given us children, and we don't want them to be misused by evil. As Pastor Mark preached last Sunday, sin is dangerous, and our children, uh, they could be influenced by sin. Hell is real, and it's an issue of our eternity. That's why missions is very and very urgent. And you've got to care. And each one of us, we could really help each other. And there are more than 110,000 orphans and street children in Ukraine. And you know... It's a difficult statistic, but crime is became younger and younger in Ukraine. And again, we are so grateful to God that there is a whole movement, Ukraine without orphans. <coughs> when families from the churches, they said, we can do something. And there are around 30,000 churches, including Orthodox, Catholic, and other Protestant and Evangelical churches. And a challenge that was put it before Ukraine. If there are 30, a bit, 30 plus thousand churches in Ukraine, could each church take care of at least one orphan? And we already will have 30,000 less orphans in Ukraine. For me, it is a very good mathematics. But again, mathematics does not work that way in life very often until you will reach a moment when you said, God, I want to see those orphans through your eyes. I want to see them as you see them. And we started to pray about Christian college movement in Ukraine because we have 994 colleges in Ukraine, but there is none uh, to be called as a Christian uh, college who would give alternative of a biblical worldview. And America and Ukraine suffer from being taught from attractive worldview. And it's not biblical. It's secular humanism. 
And Abraham Lincoln said, the philosophy of the classroom in this generation will be the philosophy of politics, government, and life in the next. This is why UTS is needed, why seminary is needed, and for me it is another very good reason, not because the harvest is so big, but there is such a big need not only to plant new churches, because there are still many places, many unreached places in Ukraine and beyond Ukraine. Right now our graduates, they are serving in Azerbaijan, and it's a young couple, their baby is less one year old, and they got a burden. And we as a seminary couldn't stop them. They said, we want to go at least for two weeks in order to serve and to be a blessing to those people in Azerbaijan, in order to do something that we can do. And I really hope to see with my own eyes in my generation, churches being planted with the idea of using their facilities, their staff, their leadership team, their church members uh, to start uh, Christian colleges in order really to build a biblical foundation for this generation and generations to come. You can imagine 20 years ago, Sunday school was forbidden, and many Sunday school teachers were put in prison because they were teaching children. We have now this freedom, and we really want you to stay in touch in order for us to pray together. And three years ago, Ivan Rusin and his my assistant on academic affairs, he got a burden to start the spiritual formation program. It is not academic uh, program, but it is a program to help those young people, normally teenagers, who have difficulties in their life, and they grew up without families, or they grew up in a broken families. They never had opportunity even to be part of the church that do care for children, has holistic ministry to those children. For them to spend at least one year, just go through biblical foundations. But what is the most important, in one year to learn and to do how to reach your friends, how to reach guys of your age, guys who have the same problems, guys who have the same difficulties and have the same challenges in their lives. Because I know the harvest is great because there are so many brilliant people among orphans. And again, we as a church, we as a seminary, we can uh, take uh, time and we can work together in order to see you know, his kingdom come in life of those people, they may never heard the gospel. Your Christmas offering was so much in time, and as you see, we already finished the construction of the building, and this project will be under the roof before our Ukrainian winter comes, and you are very welcome to visit us in winter, and just, you know, to see how joyful it is, you know, to preach the gospel in Ukraine before God will send you to Siberia, and it's even better preaching prison, a bad prison, better weather over there, and you will enjoy, you know, serving the Lord over there. But, you know, College Park, your generosity is really transformational, and your generosity helped to teach us and our students so much. 
We came with such a big burden, you know, for those children. Children that don't have families, but have brilliant brains and have God's, you know, appointment upon their life. And it is a prophetic appointment. And it doesn't matter if there will be housewives, politicians, or wherever they would serve the Lord. The most important is that they will bring God's word, that they will bring God's revelation into a place where they will be serving. And we really, we really want to see, you know, that breakthrough in our lives. And we really want us uh, to have even more scholarships to be raised in Ukrainian side. And definitely to match each one scholarship that will come from your church in order for those orphans, for those people from underprivileged families, or from a family that adopted three and six children uh, from, from the street, in order for them to be able to serve the Lord and for us to do it together. And for me, and I believe in scholarships, because scholarship, it is something that really helps you, really helps you to make a student that orphan, that young person, as a part of your life. But what is the most important part of your mission? And if you are on a mission, you want some other people to be on the same mission. And that's a great opportunity for us to do it together before the Lord comes and before we'll see even more and more blessings in our life. In a final message at the Lausanne Congress, Billy Graham encouraged and challenged the world with the following words. He said... I believe there are two strains in prophetic scripture. One leads to understand that as we approach the later days and the second coming of Christ, things will become worse and worse. Joel speaks of multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. The day of the Lord is near in a valley of decision. He is speaking of judgment. But I believe, said Billy Graham, as we approach the later days and the coming of the Lord, it would be the time of great revival. We cannot forget the possibility and the promise of revival, the refreshing of the later days in the outpouring of the Spirit promised in Joel 2.28 and repeated in Acts 2.17. That will happen right up to the advent of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am praying, and I hope it will be prayer of all of us, that we will see. And I believe we could say in our prayer, Lord, we want to see that, that in the next months and years, the later rains, a rain of blessings, shower falling from heaven upon all continents before the coming of the Lord. Do I see the harvest with a promised rain? Harvest and rain. If yes, then I also see and I also understand that the workers are very few. There are too many places, too many cities, too many locations where people have to go, where people have to preach the good news. It may sound again radical because we are talking about our own children and grandchildren. 
We would prefer gain children to play, to study. And when together with the pastors that are part of our board of trustees, we started to pray with this clear understanding, Lord, as this third generation is coming up, Lord, really help us to have enough laborers on a field. God has started to reveal to us to pay more attention on a Sunday school. In order to see that kids, teenagers, as youth from a Sunday school, they are someone who don't need to be again entertained, but they want to be part of the mission. Because God has a plan for each child. And our youth could end up like David Platt's list in his book, Radical Together, of wrong people. Those who are least effective, least brilliant, least talented in church and society. And maybe you have heard those words in your address. But God forbid us to say this to some other children, because the Bible is very clear. Bible is telling me as a father, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Bible is telling us as families that our young children, pastors, your young children, rectors of the seminaries, your young children, they will see visions. They will be receiving revelations from me in order to move forward and to be that prophetic blessings in a New Testament and in the last days. And it is very true that our sons and daughters, they are gift and they are blessings from the Lord. Children are special agents of faith, and that's why devil doesn't like children that much. And according to statistics at Vita report, there are 20,000 kids dying every day from different sicknesses and crimes in the world. And we know predominantly it is because of the hopeless situation. And we know that poverty does steal the hope. In Russia, one child dies every three hours. And almost six and a half million Ukrainians are working outside of Ukraine, even in America, while their children are back in Ukraine. And it is good if those children are taken care by their grandparents. But in many, many cases, those children are left on their own. And sometimes they live in a situation even much more challenging than orphans. And we really need, we really need a lot of prayer, a lot of help, a lot of partnership to have more camps that we can run during the breaks, like in a Christmas. Imagine to give Christmas to those children during the summer breaks. Imagine to bring them together. Imagine to go with those children on the street and reach other children. And that's where we definitely need help. And again, once I was talking to my daughter, and that time she was 11 years old and her name is Tina. I said, Tina, we just don't have enough hands. What can we do in order to give invitation, in order to work with those unreached kids? And he said, Daddy, I don't see a problem. 
you know, in my class, there is enough friends, enough, you know, uh, schoolmates whom I can ask, and they would gladly help me. I said, Tina, are you serious? She said, of course, just print invitations for us. I said, how much you need? And I thought she would say, well, give me 100. She said, well, let's start with 1,000 invitations, and my class will cover that. And you know, by God's grace, already for two years, every month, we have kids' outreach fair, when again, kids invite kids themselves, and then they work together, they play together, and every time, there is a special message. Like two Saturdays ago, it was a message on how to be thankful to God for physical bread and for spiritual bread that we receive because we believe in God of the harvest. And it is so true that we have such a great privilege to pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest to give more and more workers into his field. And God wants to bless you and me, not only with physical, but with spiritual children. Apostle Paul has written a letter to Timothy and as his true child in faith. First Timothy 1-2. And what a blessing to receive a letter like that. I'm dreaming still to receive SMS like that or email like that. Night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayer. I long to see you again, for I remember your tears as a partner. And I will be filled with joy when we are together again. It is not a love letter. It is a missionary letter. And I wish I could receive more of such letters. And what is the most important, I wish I could send more and more letters like that to our spiritual parents. Because, you know, strong mentoring relationship and special ministry exposure helped Paul to become a father to Timothy. Imagine to be a father to someone who never grew up with a father, to be a mother to someone who never felt what does it love all about when someone do cares for you, when someone wants to do something small but special for you. You know, every September, new students are coming on a campus, and we are so grateful for Gary and Debbie Sutton, who are making all efforts to come and to be with us in September in order just to pray together. And when we look on eyes on those new coming students, we really want to pray together. God, give us wisdom. Give us wisdom because we want to invest everything into those young people. And, you know, God answers our prayers. This uh, year, we have a revival in our music department. We have that many students that it is not enough classrooms, that it is not enough music instruments. So we started to ask churches all over Ukraine, please donate us piano, please donate us guitar, donate us a keyboard, hey, donate us drums, a violin, and so on. We also have a need in teachers. You know, your church is one of the best churches I ever heard in a worship. And maybe some of you wants to come for one week, for one month, or one year, and teach in our music department. Believe me, those students will become your spiritual children. Those students will become those who would really love to be part of worship. And you know, a devil doesn't mind our children to be even 
movie stars or even famous singers. But what devil doesn't like when young people or mature people, they said, whatever I do, Lord, I do it as for you, as my worship, as my sacrifice for you. And when we worship the Lord, we say, God, we 100% depend on you. God, 100%, we want to see you being preached, preached over the world. And I'm so excited that together we could match our resources and we could see our students keep planting churches, keep opening churches in Crimea, among Crimean Tatars. God has opened to us incredible door to go to Iran. It is a very difficult area. It is a very difficult place. But again, students, with their own initiative, they went there to preach. And they couldn't believe how Iranian people are hungry to hear that there is God who can forgive them their sins. Lord's willing, end of February, I will be going there not only to see how to reach Iranian people more effectively, but also how to help and reach Afghan people because there is a lot of Afghan refugees in Iran from Afghanistan. And those people, those families, they need help. So if you will cover us with your prayer, we'll be very happy again to see that, Lord, we are doing this together. Lord, we are moving in the right direction. Lord, it is so good to know that ministries like Marcel Fan reaching elderly people. It is so good to know, Lord, that, you know, churches are started. Churches are started among Muslim people with such a strong community relationships. And you can use those young students from music department from theology department, from leadership department to go and to start churches and see people coming to the Lord. For me, it is a great joy. For me, it is a great blessing because we, that way, we know we are trying to build God's community, God's church of several generations serving the Lord together. There is a story about a father who once told his son that he was going to take him to visit the country church he used to attend as a boy and where he often rang the bell to call the people to the house of God for worship. <clears throat> Great was his disappointment when they found the old church locked and deserted. Looking through a window, they could see the long bell rope. The father borrowed a key and opened the door. The little son looked into his father's face and eagerly exclaimed, Father, ring it again. Father, ring it again. The door of many places is open today. Can you see the long bell rope. Are you prepared to stand together as a representative of your generation to hold the rope as the bell is rung to encourage all nations to worship the Lord? May this prophetic ring bring us as our children together harvesting 
the field of his mission. College Park Church, keep ringing. Fathers and grandfathers, keep ringing. Mothers and grandmothers, keep ringing. May the Lord bless you. Amen.